Shibi, 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 Shibi. Oh, you've ruined the intro, Austin. Nah, that was good. Yeah. It, need, it needs a encouraging laugh. I, mean, I, always, awesome. I do appreciate encouraging laughs. And so, uh, fished once again out of the ocean of obscurity by of etern- by eternally bored productions, gutted and cleaned by your host Sam Carlson. It is Sheebie-Jeebies, <laughs> the horror podcast by fans for fans and about fans. If you guys couldn't tell, we have another returning guest, which is awesome, Austin Rogers, who joined us on Carnosaur, which that movie is super fun, just like this one. Today we're going to be talking about 1975's Jaws, directed by Steven Spielberg, the first, like, kind of official-ish uh, summer blockbuster movie. And uh, did you know this was rated PG? Because I didn't. It, yeah, no, I didn't know that either. Um, it's because I think I, I think the first PG-13 movie was actually Gremlins. I thought it was Indiana Jones, one of those movies. Oh, Gremlins makes sense, though. Yeah, I thought it was Gremlins. It like they Because they needed something between PG and R. Yeah. And they did PG-13. That's what I heard anyway. I haven't looked it up, so don't mm. quote me on it. But, but no, I didn't know. I'm surprised. Yeah, Jaws. Yeah, I guess it is PG. I hadn't even thought about it. 70s were weird. I mean, especially by today's standards, it's PG. I would definitely say, but... Well, I don't know. I mean, if we're giving Jaws a rating today with the MPAA, I'd say it would hit PG-13. Yeah. Probably. Just, you know... Like Tremors is PG thirteen, really? Yeah, but right. that's that is actually a discussion for like another time. We were going to do Tremors as a podcast last weekend with the great oh, Scott. Man. Yeah, and I had food poisoning from uh, fish. That's that's one. <laughs> that's one of my favorite movies too. I love yeah. Tremors. I was bummed when they uh, canceled the uh, TV show they were going to do. Hmm, it may come back if there are enough people that want it. We'll see. True. So, do you remember the first time you saw Jaws? I not clearly I just I remember not really being in the mood to go swim in our swimming pool afterwards <laughs> like it's kind of kind of always sort of um made me pause before I jump when you were near the deep end of our of our pool of our above ground pool and uh but no I would say I was probably I was probably watching it with I want to say per usual probably watching it with my cousins and I was, I want to say I was probably like six or seven. Mm. I don't know the first time I saw Jaws. All I remember as far as my first exposure to Jaws is seeing Jaws 3D on TV all the time. Right, yeah. Yeah, that's the one that gets replayed the most, which is, I mean, it could be worse. You could be replaying Jaws to Revenge all the time, but, you know. Yeah. Uh. Jaws, uh, Jaws 3D is actually probably, I mean, obviously the first one is you know always going to be the first it's going to be up there amongst you know top tens but now that i'm older the one that i'll probably rewatch more is probably going to be jaws 3d just because it's i think it's just more of a crazier kind of film i'm surprised SeaWorld let them use their name back then and also it turns out that it's considered non-canon from the rest of the franchise how is how is that so so uh basically um because in jaws 3d none of the original actors Mm -hmm. were in that one uh you know uh, uh, dennis quaid was playing uh uh michael uh the oldest brother and and then uh and the youngest brother 
Sean. Sean was, uh, you know, he didn't want, obviously after Jaws 2, he didn't want anything to do with water. So he moved to Colorado and became a cowboy. And that was kind of like the whole thing. But then when you get back to Jaws Revenge, um, obviously uh, the mom was back. Yeah. And, uh, but it looked like Sean had just always stayed on the island and he became a the sheriff just like his dad and, and Michael Michael's in the living it up in the Bahamas see I got it confused I thought it was the other way around no that's it, okay no 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 yeah so 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 basically a lot of people like Jaws 3D apparently um that's not considered canon with the rest of the films because it doesn't have any of the original actors and it's just kind of it's like apparently Jaws Revenge was made pretending that Jaws 3D never happened. And apparently Jaws 3D was happened because it was, I think it was going to be like a, and I found this out recently too, that it was going to be kind of like as like a spoof, like a National Lampoon spoof, but then it wound up being the actual, like uh, at the time, an actual sequel. So it's got a, it's got a checkered history, Jaws 3D, and that's why I like it. Yeah, that's this weird. Is, this is weird. But yeah, I just like I, I love the whole idea. I mean, the shark. The shark is the biggest in the franchise. It's a thirty-five. <laughs> it's enormous. Yeah, it's a thirty-five foot shark in the in in the franchise. And they, I thought. I mean, obviously, you know, the when we think of three D now, we wouldn't even consider the the graphics in the Jaws three D to be, you know, did not age well, but. Uh, it had some really great shots. Like, like I think I think it's the only one that has a shot from um, inside the shark's mouth while someone's getting eaten. The uh, the mm. Australian dude, yeah, yeah, that cool shot where it's like you know the jaws oh, yeah, are chomping yeah, down yeah. and he's reaching for that grenade. Spoilers, but uh, but yeah, I think I think that was a cool shot. They had some cool stuff. The dolphins are fighting it. That's always cool. Cindy and Sandy, oh, yeah, good times. But uh, no, I just I just really like that one. I just think it's a uh, I just think it's a cool one. It's just kind of a uh, and the shot of the shark hitting the glass. Yeah, and that was awesome. Everything <laughs> up in SeaWorld. <laughs> yeah, that was awesome. It, it, it's just one of those things because it's one of those things where like you, you have Jaws one, which you know forever scarred. You know, the, the movie's still terrifying. Yeah, generations and stuff, and then and then Jaws two was. It did what a standard sequel does. You know, you, you up the ante. Yeah. You know, the kids are in danger this time. You know, uh, you know, it's it's not just, you know, the dad. And so there's there's more of a, you know, there's that's like, you know, even more stressful for him being the main character. And, you know, they, you know, they, they show the shark right away because the whole surprise of the shark, mm-hmm. you know, you, yeah. you can't build up that suspense because everyone's already seen it. And where I thought like Jaws three was kind of interesting because, you know, you kind of get the they hold back on the shark a little bit, but then they try to trick you with the baby. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like oh, here's a pretty big great white shark, and turns out it's just the baby. The, yeah. the thirty five foot mom was hiding, I guess. And um, but yeah, so I just I I it's I think it's weird that's not non canon, but uh, I think it's a pretty good like, you know, I've I've, I've seen worse you know three uh you know number threes in the uh, trilogies oh yeah oh but, yeah. definitely uh did you see jaws of revenge because i am so curious now <laughs> i know of it right yeah i've I seen i i've seen jaws jaws of revenge um and it's I, beautiful zero yeah. percent on rotten tomatoes right yeah which is interesting because i just to kind of like refresh my memory if you have amazon prime all the jaws movies are on amazon prime right now uh, Jaws 3D though, 
I, I think they're actually showing the actual 3D film because like my eyes were kind of hurting a little bit because it's <laughs> some of it's kind of blurry, like that old school 3D, like if you don't have the glasses. Uh, so if you're prone to migraines, maybe don't check that one out through there. But but yeah, Jaws, probably the best thing about Jaws, Jaws Revenge is it's got uh, Michael Caine's in it. Michael Caine? Yeah, Michael, uh, Michael, uh, I'm saying it's right, Michael Caine. Yeah, right? Michael yeah. Caine. Yeah, Michael Caine. Uh, you know, a little obviously younger, uh, and he's you know he's just trying to, you know, he's just trying to get in the the pants of the mom. Named and, after uh, a sandwich. Yeah. Boogie. <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. And yeah, it, was, it, had, it had interesting characters. And um, what's what's the guy whose name who played Michael? He's from the Last Starfighter. Oh fuck! I could not tell you. Nope. No, no, I don't okay. think anybody knows. All right. Um, but uh, but yeah, and I thought I thought he was I thought he was good in it and everything like that. I mean the 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 shark death in that one was kind of I'd say the the weakest out of the series because in the first one you got the classic you know shooting the um, the oxygen tank which smiley which, son of a bitch yeah which then. Uh, what was it called? Uh, Mythbusters ruined for everybody by proving that that couldn't happen. And uh, so... Fucking Mythbusters. Yeah. Then on the second one, you had the cable with the electricity, and that was a cool one. And then Jaws 3D. Jaws 3D, you had the grenade, which... But the fact that it was in 3D made it, you know, really up the ante on it, stuff like that. So... But, I don't know, the death in the Jaws Revenge was kind of just probably on the lower end of that list just because it was they edited it differently because you have the you know the shark is getting speared by the front of the boat and uh but yeah that was just kind of that's my opinion on it well you know something that was really interesting was in jaws revenge the novelization uh-huh. they left it out of the actual script but i wish they would have kind of left it in because it's so bizarre okay that <clears throat> essentially the shark because it follows them down to the Bahamas, which right, yeah. <laughs> in like warm water. Yeah, right, yeah, yeah. So apparently there there was this plot going on in the novelization that it was a voodoo curse that was placed on the Brodies, and Jaws is enacting this is the tool for this oh, enacting man. this curse. That would have been great. That would have been cool. I would have loved yeah. it. That would have been cool. Yeah. Yeah. Can should've... we just bring Jaws? Can we do do another Jaws sequel and do it that way? Yeah. They they should have left that in. Yeah. I, yeah. It, uh, I was talking to someone, a, a friend of mine, and he was mentioning. He's like, "Oh, do you think with because Meg is the Meg is coming out?" Mm-hmm. And he was uh, and uh, and he was saying like, "Do you think this will like bring on the Jaws reboot or maybe sequels or something?" And I was like, "I kind of hope they." Yeah, I kind of hope they do like an alternate universe where they branch off of Jaws 3D and because, you know, we still, yeah. got, still got Dennis Quaid. You know, we get like a rustic Dennis Quaid in there. And um, I don't know. I don't know if the other I don't know if his love interest is uh, still alive, though. Um, but in real life. But yeah, Thompson's still alive. I uh, think she didn't die. I think she just got bit. Yeah, she got bit. That was her first feature film, apparently. Before Howard the Duck? Yes. Ugh. Well, no. I mean, oh, first of all, I love the movie Howard the Duck, but I also <laughs> I also recognize that it's you know g- g- when you're looking at critical stuff, it's not not the best movie. So I don't know if she would have gotten that gig after Howard the Duck, but but yeah, before Howard the Duck, I th- I think that was her first movie That's before nuts. Back to the Future, all that stuff. Yeah, I wonder. You know, 
obviously we've had to blow up all the Jaws sharks, which, you know, mm-hmm. I don't think any of the sharks are actually referred to as Jaws. They're just called the shark. Yeah, pretty much. But, uh, or, the, or the ba- bastard. They call him bastard a lot in there. Fair enough. Uh, how are we going to blow? How are we? <laughs> we blew up. We blew up Jaws. We've electrocuted him. Mm-hmm. How are we going to kill the Meg? You know, you'd need a nuke. Uh. Yeah, I don't know. Or a bigger monster. Maybe that's where that squid in the trailer's coming from, that giant squid. But I don't think that's going to beat the Meg. Yeah, I don't. I haven't read the book, The Meg. I know it came out about 10 years ago, I think. Uh, I haven't read it. Uh, I hear it's good, though. And uh, I had some friends that read it, and they already told me like some of the differences from what they've seen. Like, apparently, mm-hmm. in the book, uh, he's more uh, uh, luminescent, kind of like fish that... Mm, you know, like mm-hmm. down in the Mariana Trench. Yeah, and yeah. Stuff. So he has like, in the book, he has some like luminescent, because that's where he's been the whole time. So he has like luminescent light patterns or something. And I was like, well, that's, that sounds kind of cool. Um, but I know there's differences. So I don't even know how they killed in the book. Maybe they don't kill it. That's how we get sequels. So I don't know. Interesting tie into what we're going to be talking uh, about today. Yeah, <clears> I, <throat> I know. uh the all and all I can promise or say for sure is like Jason Jason Statham has something to do with his death, and that's good enough for me right now. Yeah, Jason Statham has the same birthday I do. I'm really, take credit for that, even though right. he's older than I am. So, yeah, <laughs> you're welcome, Jason. I think I believe Paul Walker also does, but you know, R.I.P.D. Paul Walker. Mm-hmm. So. Anyway, uh, let's get on to talking about the movie at hand. Yes. So, you know, I like we're starting out with this bonfire, you know, everybody's just kind of like chilling on the beach and we've got Chrissy, who's this really cute blonde chick. And then she's like making eyes at this dude named Cassidy and there's a bucket between them and it looks like it's just filled with dry ice off to the side. Uh And I was just like, what is that? Maybe they're cooking something. Anyway, that doesn't matter. It really doesn't. Right. So... You know, like, Cassidy's super drunk, and he's chasing, uh, what's-her-face, Chrissy down the beach, and, you know, she wants to go swimming, and John's like, I'm too drunk for this. Right. <laughs> he just wants to get laid, although, really, as, as much as he's been drinking, it's going to be whiskey dick, because it's like he passes out on the beach, and she mm-hmm. just goes skinny-dipping into the ocean. Right, yeah. You know, and it's, uh, it's not too long before she gets attacked, and... It's amazing. Like, she's flailing around so hard. Yeah. She looks like an overexcited Kermit the Frog, you know, and he goes, yay! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, arms up in the air. It, you know, it's funny because you mentioned um, the guy passed out and he had a, a whiskey dick, as you referred to it. Um, I've, 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 I've seen something, or I've, I, uh, I skimmed over something where they're talking about how the Book of Jaws is actually, like, subtext for uh, male um, impotence. Huh. And and so so I think I I, I think her uh, flailing about and everything is you know because because if, if you look at the original cover of the Jaws book the fish very on it very very phallic and so and so the shark is like a representation of or, uh, or supposedly a representation of that so the whole the whole scene near the um, you know where she gets attacked she's being flailed about. That's like a um, metaphor for orgasm. That I guess she was that looking for. I could for, kind, kind of, of see that. Yeah. And now, obviously, I I haven't analyzed this. I haven't really been interested in analyzing it or going through and watching. I haven't been eager to ruin my childhood and going back and watching Jaws with that mindset. But I just thought it's funny that you meant you use the term whiskey dick and and this and that. And you kind of you kind of like uh, you know you spoke about that scene and so I was like oh well that's actually 
I think there's uh, some of the truth of that and stuff like that because I, yeah. cause there's there's also like because like because there's parts where like uh, uh, Brody and his wife. Uh, Mrs. Brody there um, there's like some scenes where they hadn't like it was implied at least in the movie where they hadn't uh, had sex in a while or something like that oh it's way worse in the book so yeah okay yeah so yeah like speaking on that like their marriage is fucked in the book man oh okay yeah yeah because uh, in the movie it's like they're both not islanders but in the book Brody I believe is one and then he met Ellen when she was vacationing there Mm -hmm. and then you know they go get married blah 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 she moves to the island and this whole time, she's just kind of missing her old life. And, you know, she's tired of being poor because she came from a nice family. And she sees everybody from upstate coming down to vacation. And that's kind of the only time that she gets, you know, any sort of hint of that. Yeah. And she's always making excuses for not having sex with Brody. And it's just um, later on when we get Matt Hooper down there. Matt Hooper in the book is actually the younger brother of an ex-boyfriend of hers. Oh, And she goes and carries out an affair with him, you know? Oh, Um, Not because she, quote-unquote, loves him, but it's just sort of a way for her to get back a piece of her old life. Yeah. So, you know, in the movie, they have an awesome marriage. They, like, you can actually tell they love each other if you've read the book. Like, the book is like, oof. Yeah, I need to check out the book sometime. It's very well written. Peter Benchley did just did astounding work, especially ta- like when uh, the when people are getting killed, he writes the gore magnificently. Oh, okay. Yeah, and I was you know I was actually kind of like, oh, my stomach's kind of queasy hearing about this, <laughs> hearing I'll about this out. kid like and his legs falling to the bottom of the ocean and like, ugh. Right. Yeah. I'm looking forward to you know going and reading the rest of his uh, books as well. Uh, so. We've gotten uh, Chrissy killed off, mm-hmm. which is cool. You know, she's not a important character, but it sets off the chain of events that's going to be the whole crux of our story. Right. Which, you know, Brody's a good guy, you know, and he wants to, you know, this is something that doesn't happen very often. You don't have, like, there aren't really that many crimes on Amity. Yeah. So, you know, it looks like a shark attack. He wants to close beaches. The mayor does not want to close the beaches mm-hmm. at all because we've got the 4th of July weekend coming up in the start of the season. Yeah. Which, you know, us down here in Texas, we're like, how is the 4th of July at the start of the summer season? We've had summer since March. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There have been people in Corpus since like February by this point. Yeah. But, uh, you know, we don't understand cold temperatures or seasons. And so, you know, Mayor Vaughn doesn't want to close the beaches. And uh, at least in the book, there are a couple more deaths after that, too. Oh, okay. But uh, one of the scenes that I really enjoyed was... Uh, when Brody's got all of the signs to go and paint to close the beaches because they don't have any closed beach signs for yeah. some reason. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he, like, Vaughn catches up to him and, or vice versa, and he's wearing this sick blazer. It's blue with these tiny white anchors all over it. It yeah. was great. And then uh, there's a marching <laughs> band that comes along as, like, Brody's trying to talk to him. Yeah. Which, uh, you know, it's just like, why is there a marching band? I don't know. Always, so. always practice. Yeah. So how is how is Quinn Quinn in the book? Quint in the Quint. book. Yeah. How is he in the book? He's he's still eccentric. Yeah. But like Robert Shaw just goes over the top with him in the movie. Okay. Yeah. Like Robert Shaw's Quint is basically the blueprint for Jack Sparrow. Oh, okay. Yeah. And like he also has some of the best lines too. I mean he's like 
like a working class, he's like working class hero, makes his own moonshine, to, you know, says dirty limericks all the time. Right. And also there was a, a scene where he's talking about he celebrated the demise of his third wife at this arm wrestling tournament in San Francisco. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Which was, uh, yeah, I love that. Yeah, that's yeah. pretty crazy. And Quinn will come in, you know, uh, right after the part where Alex Kintner dies. The little uh -huh. boy. Yeah, he gets eaten. And then the whole town is, like, starting to lose their shit. Now we've got news coming in from other areas. And the pressure is just ratcheted up on Brody. And that whole battle between him and Vaughn is just... Right. ...is uh, gone even further. Yeah, I know the... Uh, what's interesting is uh, the, uh, the famous scene in the movie where... You know, they're on the boat, they're drunk, and they're, like, comparing scars. And like some weird pillow talk. Yeah, and, he, and he, he starts going into his first experience with sharks on the... Um, the USS Indianapolis. Yes. Uh, so, the, uh, apparently, apparently they didn't really have any dialogue for that. And um, I think S Steven Spielberg needed something, so he hit up... Are familiar with uh, John Millis? I believe I've heard that name somewhere. It might have been on the uh, podcast I was listening to. Right. Yeah. He's uh, uh, John Millis. He does. Um, he's uh, probably he's the director of Conan the Barbarian. Okay. And he also he he did a whole bunch of stuff. Uh, probably the most recent stuff he did. But then he he started having health issues. Was uh, I think it was the HBO series Rome. Oh. And um, so like yeah that uh, that was all him. He's he's a really great scriptwriter. And so he basically. Um, so apparently, like Steven Spielberg was asking, like, "Hey, I got these guys. They're they're drunk." It was kind of like one of those things, like, "This is a dude moment." <laughs> so, and and John Millis is really good at dude stuff. So uh -huh. he's like, "I need some stuff." So John, apparently, he typed up like ten to twenty pages of something, and then um, and then uh, and then the actor playing Quint was like, "I can't remember all this," and so he just kind of okay. like he freestyled it a little bit. Yeah, yeah. That part I heard. Also, something I heard was that I don't remember. I can't say for sure if John Millis was uh, named in this, but the original source material they had for Quint's speech was actually plagiarized from a book called Shark Attack, which was about the whole USS Indianapolis. Oh, okay. Yeah, so it was taken from that, and then Robert Shaw essentially just, you know, kind of made it his own. Yeah. Uh, and the first day that he was supposed to do it, he it was um, the he sh he showed up to uh, to set too drunk to work. Yeah. But. Uh, <laughs> It's, they they actually got a lot of the uh, the comparing scars off of off of that since he was like a true drunk on that scene. Nice. Yeah, and I love the fact that you know there's a this weird there there's a this cool, the the cool power dynamic um, between Hooper and and Quint, and Hooper is basically just you know a giant prick in the movie. There's really like, I didn't find anything likable about him. Yeah. And because there's this animosity between, between him and Brody the whole time. And there's no real reason for it because Brody's very neutral. He's yeah. just trying to do what's right. Uh, you know, without the whole subplot of, uh, him having the affair with Ellen and that playing into the movie, he just comes off as an asshole. Yeah. So it's like when he gets onto the boat with Quint, Quint's, you know, pretty much just, like, shooting him down all the time. You know, he's very much the alpha, yeah. you know, proving himself to be the alpha. Yeah. Especially when you're on his boat. So it's like... Oh, yeah. It's one of those, you know, it's kind of like when, when someone's in your house, they go by your rules, basically, kind of thing. And then, you know, and that's the uh, same thing. It's kind of like, you know, when you're riding in... When you're riding someone's car, you don't get to touch the radio. Mm -hmm. The driver touches radio. That's but, yeah. true. 
Uh, the first one of the first things I thought when I was watching Jaws and Quint came on screen during that meeting, I was like, he scratches his nails across the chalkboard to get everybody's <laughs> attention. I'm like, you're such a drama queen. <laughs> and he already had that cool drawing of a shark eating somebody. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was like, when do you have time to draw that? That's cool. Yeah. And he's, you know, because there's a, you know, uh, Mrs. Kintner puts out a $3,000 bounty to catch the shark. Yeah. Quint's like, I'll catch it for three, but I'll kill it for 10. And he's pretending to act concerned about the well-being of the town mm-hmm. because it's, you know, tor- it's a tourist town and it's either yeah. feast or famine. If you have a bad summer, you're going to have a bad winter. Yeah. But that's bullshit because he's a fisherman. People still are going to have to eat even if, you know, you're on the dole. Like, right. he's going to have business. Yeah. So, I don't know. But I think it's uh, I think it's part of Quinn's, like, the post-traumatic shark disorder that, you know, he turned into a career. Yeah. I mean, that's what he did. His his <clears throat> cabin is just lined with shark uh, shark jaws. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. Could be. Yeah. And uh, speaking of Mrs. Kintner, do you remember when she comes up and she slaps Brody on the beach? Yeah. Yeah, I remember, yeah. I was like, oh, she's also a drama queen. She's still, like, she's dressed in, like, full <laughs> funeral garb, complete with a black hat and veil. Yeah. It's just, so, it was, like, so weird. I mean, it's it one of I mean, it is the visual effect did its job you know it's it's a uh, yeah it's, it's one of those things like i think it's i think it's this is like the way people have written movies has obviously changed over time and stuff like that but it's kind of funny because i can't i've probably seen like like 10 movies in the past two months but i, I don't i can't there's like key scenes I don't really remember. Mm-hmm. Like none of them are just standing out, but there's scenes like that from older movies that are always just kind of like, you know, like the slap or the nails on a chalkboard. Yeah. Like, and I, I don't, I can't say for sure what it is. I don't know if it's just kind of like, you know, the writing, the pacing all mixed together, the way it's shot, you know, it's like these key things that just kind of like get to the chord of it kind of type of thing. True. So, but yeah, it's like, it's like dramatic, but a good kind of dramatic. Mm-hmm. Not like how it was. I don't know what I was about to say. I was going to name a reality TV show there, but I don't watch enough to know the name of it. So never mind. Sorry. Total Divas. Sure. Yeah, that sounds okay. about right. Sure. Yeah, guys. Total Divas. <laughs> That'll work out. Okay. The the housewives of Total Divas. Oh God. So uh, shortly after uh, Mrs. Kintner makes like her dramatic slap across Brody's face, we get Matt Hooper's entrance, and it's kind of you know it's fine. Mm-hmm. It's like here are the brains. He's going to help us solve the shark. Yeah. And uh, they've got all these other fishermen that are now trying to catch Jaws because of that bounty. They're coming right. from all over the place. And I like that somebody like some group caught a shark. And they were like, this is it. This is the one that killed that boy. Right. And then Hooper just goes over and he's like, this is a tiger shark. And they're like, what the fuck is a tiger shark? <laughs> I'm just like, you guys are fishermen, right? Yeah. I'm a, I, I, you know, I'm a little bit, I'm a little uh, disbelieving of that. But, yeah. Uh, well, I mean, at the same time, though, it's, I think it's, I think with the bounty, if I was going to justify that, I would say maybe they weren't fishermen. Because I think everyone just mm-hmm, got their okay. hands on a boat just to go. You know, because it's one of like when there's money on the line, everyone becomes an expert kind of type of thing. Hmm. You know, it's kind of okay. like, oh, I think I can. You know, it's like what, um, like at a basketball game, like, oh yeah, you win money if you, you can, make the yeah, if you may, if you make this shot, and like, oh, I think I could do that. <laughs> Even though I've never played basketball before, so there's that mentality. So it's just one of those things. Like they, they could have been fishermen and they were just like really dumb at it, or 
there, there could have just been something. It's just one of those things because like details will get left out from scripts. So it could have just been they weren't fishermen and they just got lucky. They went and bought the gear, rented the boat, and got that shark first thing. And they think it's what it is. But it's a good thing there's people like Quint there to. Yeah, that's true. To correct people <laughs> what they're doing wrong. Just to take the piss out of everyone. Yeah. Um, also, good. around this scene, we get to see Larry Vaughn with another cool blazer. Yeah. And it's like beige, white, and light blue striped. It looks like the inside <laughs> of a fun house from Southern Living or something like right, that. Yeah. It's great. And, you know, at the end of this day, like Brody's had like a really hard time. And, you know, he's already drinking whiskey at home when he gets home. Mm -hmm. And then Hooper comes over with a couple bottles of wine. And, like, basically, Brody just pours, like, most of the bottle of the red on top of his whiskey in the same glass (laughs) because it's been that kind of day. Yeah. Then they go do the drunk shark topsy. Well, I mean, Hooper's not really drunk. Brody's, like, (laughs) fucking soused. And this is kind of set up to be similar to the... um, the dinner party scene in the book, mm-hmm. but like Brody's way drunker in the book, of course. Still a good version of drunk Brody in the movie. And uh, they're doing the autopsy on the tiger shark, you know, because Hooper wants to see if there are human remains in it. Yeah. No, no human remains, but apparently it ate a car because it's got a Louisiana license plate inside of it. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. So that's cool. And he was just like, "I knew this. I knew it. Came, I knew it swam up from the Gulf." I'm like, "How do yeah. you just know these things before you see the the fucking license plate?" Which, by the way, people, we need to take care of our oceans, FYI. It's true. It's but, true. Uh, <laughs> but uh, ban all straws. Um, <laughs> Don't get me started on that. <laughs> That's definitely going to fix the problem. And fuck any disabled people that can't, you know, or older people that really need to use a straw to drink liquid. Yeah, fuck those guys. They can just make their own, they'll bring their own straw. It'll, I mean, it'll, it'll, it'll balance out, you know, any, any, any time I think there's, there's something like this, you know, there's people want to take a drastic, a drastic action. And I think eventually it'll like equate out. So there will be, yeah, I think there's. It's still going to be straws here and there, but yeah. it's it's one of those things. Like I, I, I personally got like I I like the idea of seeing someone like taking an action and saying like, well, here we're going to do this, and it's like, okay, you're taking an action. It's, it may not be the best course of action, you know, completely, but it'll get other people in on it. But I don't know. Some things stuff can get right away. I just really, uh, I just really like some of the stuff that they're doing with that. Um, What's it called? That kid who was 14 when he came up with the idea of collecting all the the trash stuff. Oh, I don't know. I can't remember the explanation. We're getting off track here. I apologize. But <laughs> well, it's related to the ocean. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. That's the problem with the oceans. There are too many straws. Right. You'd think the water would just go right through them, but... Well, it's... Yeah. <laughs> I would say this. Like, there's... There's... There... Uh, you know, there's definitely... There's definitely some cool private... Uh, private companies out there doing some really uh, interesting like ocean cleanup things and yeah. stuff like that. And I mean I don't have a problem with say like, you know, limiting straws. I mean, sure, straws yeah. do cause some amount of pollution. But for every person out there that is fervently anti-straw and everybody that comments about me not being fervently anti-straw, I am going to <laughs> save all of my plastic six-pack rings and not cut them up. And I'm going to take, I'm not, and I'm not going to recycle them. They're going straight into the garbage. So I just want you to know that. I'm not cutting up my six-pack rings anymore for every comment I get. Oh, man. I just, I just, just... making enemies left and right over here. 
I just, for the record, I've been using the same silly straw since I was six. So, like the one in Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Yes, yeah, <laughs> something like that. Yeah, it's not a. All right, so you're not contributing to the straw problem. It's good. To I, know. Yeah, I, I, tr- I try not to. I, uh, it's, uh, it's you know, it's one. Of the, I know there's like there's there's just a lot of. Um, there's trash everywhere and it's kind of, it feels like, it feels like that Ron Burgundy movie where they're just littering all the time. <laughs> and it's just kind of like, it's like now it's just all kind of going to like other places and stuff like that. But I don't know. I like sea turtles. I don't want to see sea turtles with like garbage on them or that's true. You know, uh, having to have surgery cause they've accidentally ingested garbage, but that's my opinion on it. See for me, it's crabs. Cause I think crabs are really cute. Right. Um, also, at the beginning of the they movie, are cute, yeah. they are adorable. I, lo- I would love to have a hermit crab, but it's just, you know, I can't. That's just one more commitment. I, I, I have a cat already. That's m- enough of right. a commitment for me. She, I think a crab, you know. She can't commit to straws, so <laughs> one thing. I can't commit to crabs or, crabs straws, or straws right, right now. Right My now. life is just too packed. <laughs> Maybe that's how they kill the Meg. It's Crabs? A, no, a lot of straws. Oh, no. Oh, no. I will walk out and demand my money back. <laughs> He's goddamn SJWs. He's 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 right he's right around you know the the Great Pacific Garbage Patch and that's what take little, that's what takes him down. It's like just it's one giant straw fused by all the other straws. May, I don't know. Maybe maybe <laughs> it's a job. Maybe it's a giant six pack ring that didn't get cut. <laughs> maybe. I re- oh, that'd be good too. Oh, I'm so excited for this movie now that I've written better endings for it. <laughs> this is why I'm not allowed to write stuff. <laughs> 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 oh, but um, God, where were we? Okay, so we had some more they back were, and forth. They're they're doing the yeah. uh, the, uh, the autopsy, and they got the the license plate out. Yeah, and then they decide to like go like Hooper wants to go looking for the shark. Yeah, and Brody's like, I'm too drunk for this, and <laughs> right, yeah. Hooper's like, I'm not <laughs> too drunk to be on a boat. And I love it because he takes the bottle of white wine with him, which is exactly <laughs> what you're supposed to serve when you're hunting a great white. Exactly, yeah. So Brody's, you know, he's kind of cultured in his own way, even though in the movie he's supposed to be from New York. Yeah, whatever. Um, Hooper goes scuba diving. I think he briefly sees it, but this was kind of a forgettable scene for me because it's mostly, you know, along the lines of things in like aliens where it's like, we're doing space things. We're doing ocean things. Yeah. You know, kind of a filler scene. Okay. Yeah, I got you. And, uh, you know, then we'll, uh, then there's like more back and forth about opening the beaches, closing the beaches, duck season, rabbit season. Mm-hmm. And we eventually come to the fact that it's like, all right, fine. The beaches are open for the 4th of July and nobody's getting in the water. And right, Vaughn's yeah. like walking around the beach and I think he sees one of his friends. He's like, get in the water, get in the water, motherfucker. Yeah. And he and his wife just kind of like resignedly get up from their <laughs> towels and, and, and they and their children all join hands. Like they're going off to their imminent death. Yeah. And it's so great. And then everybody else starts getting in the water and you know, we're having a good time for a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> But then uh, we have the, the the hoax, the two kids that are pretending to oh, be, oh yeah, yeah, to pretending right, to be yeah. the shark, because they've got well, I, they've got some sort of fin set up, so it looks like right. it's it's going through the water, and then everybody gets out of there. And I love how they have you know uh, boats set up with people that you know if the shark shows up, they're just going to shoot it on sight. Yeah, it's a pretty good. I mean the the kids with a fin. That's a pretty good like cry wolf kind of thing mm-hmm. where it's you know you like everyone. Because it's one of those things where it just kind of like it creates like a 
like a false like it's funny because it's it's scary to the beachgoers, but it also immediately creates like a false sense of security. And then they're like, oh, everything's oh, it's, cool. Yeah, yeah no, big, no deal. big deal. And then everybody dies. Yeah. Well, I mean, it turns out that it, the shark is around. It's just not at the beach. Yeah. At the big the big beach portion. It's over yeah. on the little pond, little estuary side. Yeah. Which is where uh, Michael, uh, Brody's son, Brody's oldest son, is like hanging out with his friends. Mm-hmm. And then one of his friends gets eaten. Yeah. And that's the first, an hour and three minutes, and we finally actually get to see what the shark looks like with mouth open. Yeah. I was like, oh, God. (laughs) It was just, you know, it's terrifying. Because, I mean, you know, 90% of the time, the shark didn't work on the set. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was like that constant thing of the shark is not working coming over the the walkie-talkies. Yeah, the one at Universal has a better track record of working. Oh, wow, I forgot. uh, (laughs) Like, that one was working all the time, but not this one. True. Did you go on that ride? No, uh, sadly, I've never been the. Yeah, I've never been anywhere. Wah, mm. wah. No, I've never been to Universal or Disney or anything like that. Mm. I'm hoping to change that in the next few years, but yeah. Yeah, especially if they still have the the Jaws or the Jaws portion of the Universal tour. Yeah, they they might. I mean, it's, I think that I definitely see that. I'd like to see the the King Kong. Um, I know it was yeah in uh, Disney. My wife. Uh, where's the, here's the Harry Potter stuff at Universal or Disney? I want to say Universal. Universal. Yeah, she really wants. I want to do it too, but she really mm-hmm. wants to do that and stuff. So yeah, I think it'd be cool. Yeah, I went on the Jaws ride, and I don't want to call it the Jaws ride because it's just part of the Universal Studios tour. Okay. But yeah, 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 you're in the tram, and then you're going over the lake, right? And you know the Jaws is going to come out of the water, and I was terrified. I was like, <laughs> oh man, I was like six years old, and I was like, did not because I was I was so scared that I was going to fall in the water into the shark. And, right. Yeah. Ugh. I even asked my dad if he remembers that, and he's you know he's like, no, I don't uh, remember that. <laughs> he's like, you were there. I <laughs> know. <laughs> I know we all went to Universal Studios as a family, <laughs> and I remember being on that ride. I can't, you know, right. it's like my dad doesn't. May not be on the same ride. I know. What if I just, what if I just had a false memory? What if that's Maybe. just a false memory? Wow. Hey, you know, you're a replicant. That's oh, great. Tug. I thought that only came from a lot of meth use. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Moving no, along. Yeah, no, I'd like to do those rides. Those really cool. <laughs> Heavy Hopefully. drug use does create false memories. It could, it could also be cocaine. <laughs> yeah. Could be a lot of things. Hopefully I won't be scared on the Jaws ride. We'll see. I think you're old enough so that you've, you know, your, 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 belief, your disbelief is suspended enough. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I'd love I to see you I just screaming on, oh my God! I don't know. I'm, I'm still the guy, like, if, if I'm like... In a pond or a lake and something just lightly touches my leg, I'm out. Oh, me too. Yeah, no. Not going to do it. Do you you ever go swimming at the beach? No, not really. I mean, Corpus has too many jellyfish. Like you said, if if you're in the the Gulf of Mexico for more than five minutes, you've probably already been stung at least three times. I'm a big fan of the ocean, um, uh, but it's it's one of those things, like I don't think I've I don't think I've ever, I don't think I've ever been officially swimming in it. I've maybe like waded in like the low, mm-hmm. you know, the low, you know, water area, the shallow area. Um, but I love taking cruises and stuff like that. And uh, I like being on boats in the ocean. I would like to go deep sea fishing at some point. I haven't done that. But, uh, but yeah. 
Yeah, I've swam in a, in a lake and a river, and those are okay. But for the ocean, it's like, no, there's too much going on in there. And again, yeah. too many jellyfish. Like I know I what's said, in I, there. I saw Jaws when I was six, so I'm not going to go out there. <laughs> it's like Also, Corpus, you know, it's like you can't, like, you even have to, you have to wear shoes on the beach. You're either going to step on a jellyfish or you're going to step on a needle. And I'm not, I mean, I swear, every time I go down there. Yeah, I've heard about that. Ugh. The, uh, the now the the beaches in Virginia much nicer. My, oh, okay. my aunt lives in Norfolk and uh, she uh, lives very close to the beach. Like you can walk to it and it's fantastic. It's much nicer. But right you know, sorry Texas, you kind of suck with your beaches. <laughs> I didn't see no jellyfish in Virginia. I'm just saying. <laughs> but they also have like crazy weather patterns that are just as bad as ours. Oh, so like they'll get snow and it'll Bummer. be like fucking May. Some yeah. weird, th- weird shit like that. So, I guess we got off topic again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's what happens when you start talking about the ocean. I think it's okay. my fault. Okay, oh, right, right, right. Yeah, it's always your fault now. Uh, my, my Michael's friend gets eaten. Yeah, right, and that's yeah. the first time we actually get to see what this beast looks like. Yep. So, and then Michael gets uh, goes into shock because he doesn't get eaten by the shark. The shark just kind of, like, passes him up. You get to see it from the shark's point of view. It's kind of like... Uh, the camera angles in Evil Dead a little bit, you know, when you're just going past. People. Yeah, and I, 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 also, I remember at some point in my uh, like later on, like I was just kind of like I think whenever the Dis- Discovery Channel started doing, maybe it wasn't Shark Week yet, but they started doing shark stuff, mm-hmm. and they and they showed like a great white, and I was like, that doesn't look like <laughs> Joss. <laughs> I, remember, <laughs> I remember just being like, like, like what the hell, That's Discovery the Channel? Yeah, like. That's not a great white shark. That looks no. nothing like Jaws. Yeah, you know, like, I, I, okay. I had the same thought when I went to the aquarium. So yeah. don't feel too bad. I was thoroughly disappointed. It was like the proportions are way off. <laughs> Doesn't look like any look look like any of the mechanical sharks. Yeah, his skin looks like real skin, not rubber. <laughs> Get it together, Discovery yeah. Channel. But anyway, before we go off topic, again. I know I'm about to go off topic and talk about Sharknado, but I'll save that for a, <laughs> when we get a little bit, a little bit closer hey. to the end of this. Oh my god, because we gotta, we've still gotta cover the fact that uh, you know uh, Brody's son going into shock, he has to go to the hospital, mm-hmm. and he's fine. He didn't get bitten or anything. He's just like, oh my god, mm-hmm. uh, he's got some post traumatic shark disorder of his own. So you know, that's at the point where Brody's just like, I'm done with Vaughn's bullshit and makes Vaughn hire Quint and then Brody and Hooper are going to go with Quint on the Orca to go yeah. get this fucker. Uh, and uh, which is which is kind of funny I realize now because the ship's named the Orca and apparently I saw somewhere that Orcas are now just like straight up killing great whites. Really? Yeah like, like I guess like great whites are like showing up I guess they're washing up on beaches and there's like are Sorry. they the mal? Are these like the maladjusted orcas, like from Blackfish that SeaWorld let go, or that that's why they're killing they just, great whites? They just release. I don't know, but I like I like I said, I just I've, I know like I've seen some recently. I think I might have sent it to myself to read it later, but it was basically like, oh, orcas are just beating the hell out of great white sharks <laughs> everywhere and like killing them. And I was like, whoa. Maybe it's like part of the evolutionary process, you know. So yeah. in twenty seventy five. You know, uh, orcas are going to replace great whites as the do- as the dominant killer, and then we're going to have like maybe. the son of Steven Spielberg, or maybe Steven Spielberg's head in a jar, like directing another movie, but it'll be called Maws. Maws, yeah, maybe. 
Although they have teeth. I mean, there's there's already like a killer. That's a, true. A killer killer whale movie out there for, called Orca. Yeah. Um, it's a pretty crazy flick too. But yeah. Yeah. But I mean, anyway, um, back on track. No, I mean, again, this is part of the whole thing. It's like they're doing sea stuff now. They're doing a lot because I've never really, I don't know anything about boating. Right. I've never been fishing. So I'm just like trying to hang on to the jargon for dear life. Yeah. (laughs) And really just enjoying the, the, the play between all three of them. And I mean, I know that they would probably... Uh, sync up to like uh, Freud's like id, ego, and super ego aspects. I'm just not well versed enough in Freud to explain that further. Right. Because I'm I'm a I'm a Jung gal. Fuck Freud. <laughs> Freud was wrong. I'm just gonna say it. Okay. Anybody that's like a Freud supporter, you know, nah, you're wrong. Carl Jung is right. End of story. <laughs> Making more enemies. Yeah. I, I don't know enough to make a comment. <laughs> that, so. Excellent. <laughs> so uh, yeah, and then. Uh, more sea stuff happens, and mm-hmm. then uh, they get drunk. We hear the USS Indianapolis story, and then the sharks like pounding their boat. Right. But I don't think they really notice it at first. Yeah. Because I think at this point they've gotten they've harp- they've gotten one of the barrels into him. They've harp- you know, tied a rope to a harpoon, shot it, got him. Right. You know the the barrels are meant to you know keep him from going uh, all the way down to the bottom of the yeah, ocean yeah. from diving. Yeah. Yeah you know, bring him up, but he's strong enough so that, you know, those barrels, sometimes they'll be completely gone. And then sometimes they'll just pop back up. So massive strength. Right. And again, you're not really seeing the shark much in this. You're just, you're seeing the barrels and you're seeing that the barrels are disappearing and they're not coming back for a while, which is, you know, again, it's just implying the, the, the crazy strength of him. Yeah. Well, I think isn't b- before they do the barrels, isn't that when we get like a, a really good shot, the the chumming scene? Oh, my gosh. You're where, right. Yeah, where he's chumming and he's not even looking and the shark comes up. And then, That's a great scare. And you just have that, that look on his face. Yeah, he's like, cigarette, he's still got the cigarette and we're getting cigarette a bigger boat. hanging out. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I still love that scene <laughs> because it's just, it's so unexpected. Yeah. Oh, beautiful. And then uh, I think it's pretty much close to the... You know uh, the f- the the major fight. Their ship's pretty fucked up because Jaws has been you know having his way with it, and the you know Quint keeps telling Hooper not yeah to or Hooper keeps telling Quint not to burn out the engine like don't accelerate it so much you know otherwise it's gonna you know we'll be dead in the water. But that's kind of Quint's that's Quint's plan. Yeah, because he destroys the radio. To, have, mm-hmm. to com- keep any communication from happening. Yeah. You know, at this point, he's frustrated because he knows that fish are stupid. That's what he understands. Yeah. These aren't, they're not, uh, they don't uh, have personalities. They're just big, stupid fish. Mm-hmm. But then this one is not that stupid, and it's right. frustrating him. And yeah. it's like if he doesn't kill it, it's sort of like, um, his past trauma coming back to haunt him. So it's right. like he's going to kill... He's either going to kill the fish or the fish is going to kill him. Now, is that is that the way that the uh, the novel kind of laid it out in that kind of sense? I don't remember if the... I don't remember exactly how that goes, but um, Quint did get eaten in the book. Hooper got eaten. Hmm. And at the end of the book, the fish wins. <laughs> They don't oh. kill the fish. Oh. The last thing that you have is Brody apparently swimming to shore. And, you know, I don't think he made it. 
So, I mean, it doesn't, it actually, there's no, there's no real conclusion to it. And I didn't look up uh, anything about Peter Benchley saying, you know, okay. uh, saying if Brody was killed or not. So right. it's definitely one of the things where it's, it's vague. It's meant to be left up to the reader. But I was so mad because I was like, fuck that ending. I like, I like, <laughs> I like inclusive endings, but, uh, you know, which is why I like movies so much because this one wraps up. I just wish yeah. they had killed Hooper off in the movie because mm, yeah. he was a dick. Yeah. So, um, Quint scene is still pretty much the same, I guess. Uh, and when, <laughs> you know, and I say Bruce, Bruce, the shark looks great for the scenes that you see him in, mm-hmm. but when he's chomping on Quint, he looks like one of the, did, did you ever have those little, um, those little grabby things that with the had the animal head on the stick yeah. and then you go, yeah, and then, yeah, yeah. yeah, you pull the trigger. It looked <laughs> like one of those. You can see the hinge in the jaw. And I'm just, yeah. It was, it was very mechanical. On that it's one. still a gruesome death though, because yeah. it's not just one bite. It's several bites. Yeah, and there's a lot going in on that too. Like the back of the boat's just wrecked, and oh, so it's, it's fucked. It's sinking. So there's a, yeah, it's like it's one of those things. Like it's it's like a, it's stacked up to where it's like boat's definitely going nowhere. And now like it's just kind of they know it's gonna happen. They're they're the fear that they're gonna get eaten. Mm-hmm. Like kind of thing. So yeah, it's a really great scene sequence of events yeah and i think by this time when quint gets eaten that's when hooper had already gone down in the shark cage and got mm-hmm. attacked but right. then he scuba dived and hid behind some rocks in this yeah. little area that jaws couldn't get him in so that's why he survived which sure okay that actually mm-hmm. makes sense it's not yeah. it's good it's good maneuver yeah and then that shark is just after brody like nothing like it has a vendetta against him and it just like it's like crashing through random parts of the ship and that's where he picks up one of those uh cans of compressed air for Hooper's scuba diving uh, gear just Mm -hmm. like shoves it in his mouth yeah and then you see him hanging on and he's got I think he was trying to hit him in the nose but he's just like really yeah just wasn't good at it I think so. Uh, you know, I don't I think mean, anyone has much experience throwing a scuba tank accurately. At a, at a giant shark. It's not like a sport, but yeah, yeah but uh, it's not shot put. Yeah, I think it's one of those things like everyone's like, oh, hit him in the nose. And it's like, whoops. Yeah, went but, right into the mouth. But it worked that's, out in the end. Yeah. And then we get uh, that iconic line just as the ship is like completely sinking. Yeah. When Brody sees him come up and he's trying to get some shots off of him. You know, and trying to shoot that tank, and he's like, "Smile, you son of a bitch!" And yeah. then hits it, and that shark explodes. It's <laughs> gorgeous. It, it was that was the biggest explosion I've seen in a while. And yeah, ah oh, man, it looked great. It was yeah. oh, it was great money shot. I, I enjoyed it very much. <laughs> I'm yeah. still coming from it. It's so good, but um, <laughs> yeah. That's kind of, and you know what I would really like? It's like right after it explodes, you see the greatest look of happiness on Roy Scheider's face. Yeah. That's the kind of joy I want to experience someday. Just yeah. that, ah, ha, 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 ha. <laughs> That's what I want. <laughs> that is pure joy. Yeah. But it's, yeah, it's one of those things. I mean, it's, uh, yeah, it's a great movie. I know, uh, I think a few years ago they did like a top 100 uh, horror movie list and it was still like number one kind of thing really yeah when I say a few years ago I'm probably meaning like more like eight years ago but uh, but yeah it's it's still up there let me let me ask you this uh, why why did Jaws why did it scare you like why did it put that fear in you hmm. that's a good question it's for me it's like 
I'm scared of anything touching my feet when I'm swimming. Very <laughs> yeah. similar, very similar to you. Yeah, yeah. And you know, I always feel like I'm probably going to be that unlucky person, that very small statistic that actually gets attacked by a shark. Right. You know, because I'm not lucky when it cut. Like I got, I had to go jury jury duty the other day, and I sat there all day, didn't get picked for no fucking panels. And I was the last group to get dismissed. I did jack shit. Same as the first time I did jury duty. <laughs> I'm never lucky enough to get out of there before three in the afternoon. Right. But I feel I would be, and I feel I would be unlucky enough to probably get attacked by a shark. But uh, for me, it's it's um, in the movie itself. It's the it's the appearance of the shark. It is the special effect of the shark. Oh, okay. That's yeah. what it does it for me because that thing is huge. Yeah. And it's full of sharp teeth. And it does have those eyes that are, you know, that look like doll eyes. They're just right. empty and soulless. And it's like, that's the abyss. Yeah. That is your death. Where? Yeah. Yeah. For me, it's, it's, uh, I just, and it's one of those things too, because around the same time I was watching Friday 13th, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street and everything like that. But, uh, stuff like Jaws really kind of that always kind of stuck with me because I think it's one of the things to where it's kind of like I don't like predators that are bigger than me <laughs> and it's, so it's one of those things like there could be a large shark out there you should there. probably stop losing weight if uh, you don't like predators that are bigger uh, than you Austin's true, yeah. lost like over 20 pounds you guys so, so. <laughs> I just want to point uh, that out because that's awesome and uh, still got 20 more to go uh, but but no, it's just one of those things I don't like prayers bigger. Like it's funny because like the movies that really scared me when I was young, like the ones like I would not really re I would not rewatch them for the longest time was Jaws, um, and these two other movies. One was called Grizzly and then Night of the Grizzly. Yeah, yeah. We talked about the, the yeah, Night of the Grizzly on yeah, yeah, yeah. Carnosaur. Yeah, and so it's just because those are like, okay, those are like real predators out there. like That I, are bigger than you. Exactly, yeah. It's like, I, I can deal with killer clowns from outer space. Like, that's not, <laughs> like, even when I was younger, I knew it was like, okay, this is for fun. But yeah, I just, I don't like it. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, of course, we're going to both recommend it. And I really want to watch Jaws 2 now, just yeah, because I saw clips online and the movie starts off with the shark on fire and ends with the shark on fire. So, yeah, yeah Jaws 2, come, you know, has a, you know, comes across very nicely. But um, are we about to wrap it up? We are going to wrap it okay. up, but I wanted to kind of bring up something that I found in the book that in oh. kind of infuriated me. OK, go for it. I mean, it didn't infuriate me, but it explains the existence of Sharknado now. Oh, so right. this is actually Peter Benchley's fault, you guys. <laughs> So, let's see. I don't know who's talking here. This is awesome. Yeah. Uh, let's see. White sharks. Yeah, here it is. White sharks are supposed to prefer colder water. So why does one turn up off the coast of Mexico, strangled by a human corpse that he couldn't quite swallow? In a way, sharks are like tornadoes. They touch down here, but not there. They wipe out this house, <laughs> but suddenly veer away and miss the house next door. Oh, man. That all makes sense now. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Yep. Yep. Sure does. But yeah. And on that note, I would also say go read Jaws. It's a great book. Peter Lynch go, is fabulous. Yeah, I'm going to go read it now. It's one of those things. Like, I've been meaning to read it. Uh, I still need to read the the other Jurassic Park movies and, I mean, the books and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. I last thing I want to say is... Um, 
Deep Blue Sea is my favorite shark movie right now. Is it now. because your hat is like a shark's fin? <laughs> yeah. No, I just I just really enjoy Deep Blue Sea, and uh, I haven't seen the second one yet, uh, but I, I really... So I want to see the second one so bad. But I'm kind of... I'm hoping that the Meg takes, uh, you know... Takes takes a takes it one notch over kind of type of thing. So well, we'll see. It'll be it'll be good. I can't wait. I'm gonna go see the Meg and Slenderman tomorrow. Double feature. And hey, right. who knew Slenderman was coming out? Nobody. I heard an ad on the radio. I, oh. I saw the trailers, but I didn't know it was coming out this soon. Dude, this this Slenderman movie is directed by the same guy who did "I'll Always Know What You Did Last Summer." Oh, okay. Yeah, he's a real uh, real auteur. Uh, but uh, <laughs> so, where can we find you online? Oh, uh, I guess just on Facebook right now. <laughs> That's pretty much cool. it. Hope I got I I got some things in the works, so uh, hopefully they'll be brag worthy uh, if I'm on your show again next time. I don't know, man. I, I'll have it's an official of... website. <laughs> Excellent. So. Hopefully, I'll have a website up at some point. We'll see. Okay. I have, uh, you know, I have free time. But uh, if anybody wants to uh, share their comments about Jaws or Straws, then you know you can uh, hit me up on <laughs> oh at <my> G. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> you can find me on Twitter and Instagram, shebe underscore GBs, Facebook.com slash shebegbs, no underscore. And then you can always send us an email, shebegbs at outlook.com if you prefer email, which, okay, that's fine. But that is all for this week. So uh, go on out there, watch some shark or some undersea movies, have some fun, stay creepy, guys. Bye. Bye.